Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee or bubbly and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Aha Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're asking the question, does God choose us or do we choose God? You ready to find out, Fuller? Uh-huh. Let go. Bro, you good? What? <laughs> Bro, you good? You, you doing all right? You're going to make me choke. <laughs> I have full of, we trying to do make me laugh and mess me up in my intro? Just a little bit. So uh, you've been uh-huh. addicted to this aha uh-huh stuff lately, haven't mm. you? Watermelon lime. Well, I can't decide. So I have watermelon lime and I have bubbly strawberry. I mean, I'm, I'm rocking tangerine liqueur right now. We're just all about the bubbly. See, we, we joke since the beginning that you're a boomer, but you drink bubbly like you're a millennial. <sighs> because it, it's good. <laughs> I do have to say, so whoever's listening, watching, we apologize if we get the little burps, because sometimes bubbly gives you the burps. I just want to say, I didn't like this stuff until I came here and podcast with you, and you got me You water, hated it. The, I gave you the, the watermelon. watermelon. And it was... Uh, it was... It was uh, it I was, think it was LaCroix. They was it LaCroix? Yeah, because Aldi has only been selling LaCroix for a while. I thought you so were... I got watermelon LaCroix on accident because normally I got like the Raz Cranberry. So we've got LaCroix, we've got Bubbly, and we've got Aha. <laughs> we got the whole fleet, yo. Yo, yo we need to get sponsored by some Bubbly. No, because we need to drink coffee. Which we're not drinking any coffee today, bro. Well, technically Well, today we, we had a lot already. But for this episode, we're this not drinking episode, coffee. No. So because we want to go to sleep tonight. It's really late and we're tired. Yeah, sure. That's that. We'll, we'll go with we'll go with we'll that. go with you're tired. Yeah, well, I'm I'm very tired, but that's totally okay. But boomers got to go to bed. <laughs> that's right, guy. Get my kids. Um, but we aren't drinking coffee, so we can't talk about coffee today. No, but we can't, we can't talk okay. about um talk about this. Those who are watching on YouTube here, I'm gonna move my iPad out of the way. Or this, I'm wearing the Sponsor. limited edition RTC Winter Line. T-shirt. Oh. Hopefully the video isn't all choppy and blurry. We got new lights, so that looks we fresh. Did. It does. But for a limited time, we are offering the Winter Merch RTC Snowflake. I think, yeah, because it's probably going to be pulled down come Here, springtime. Here real recently, yeah. it, because why would we sell Winter Merch in the spring? It's just unheard of. It is unheard of. So if you want to go get your Winter Merch, just go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Hit the store link. It'll take you right to it we need to start like adding a little blip and be like hit the store link like okay up here like right there hit the button down but below i mean there will be a link in the there's description nothing below. there but you can subscribe if you're on youtube down below Give i think it's somewhere up. like over here i feel like yes but somewhere, or, somewhere, over there i don't know somewhere there but, but there. whether people are listening to us on which fun fact spotify is getting very close to beating apple podcast for our biggest listener base what like it is like right now. Okay. Awesome. And you ready for another fun fact? You know what the third biggest platform people listen to us on is Pandora. Ooh. Really? Yeah. See, I'm a Podbean guy. You're Podbean. That's where I listen. You're in the to, other category. I listen. Yeah. I listen to John Piper on Podbean. Mm. Not that I don't listen to us. No, that's just what you do. But I just, you do Podbean. I, when I'm saying, yeah, I do Podbean. That's and see, what I, I do Apple. To. I do Apple. Usually. I, I didn't want to sound like I'm conceited. Like all I listen to is Real Talk Christian Podcast. That's, that's, that's not true. No. I don't. We we actually don't even listen to our own episodes sometimes. I haven't listened to an episode since the summer. Um, I listened to the Andrew Wood one. 
the last episode I listened to was when Beth and you were at my house and we went back for the pause. That's when we were fired up. That's the last episode I've listened to. I don't and want, I only watched that. We only watched that that part. one clip. We watched that one clip because we don't. I mean, let's. It's it's it is weird hearing yourself. Mm-hmm. It's very weird hearing yourself. I mean, you get it used is, to it. It's it all right. Is. It's all right. But either way, you guys are awesome out there in podcast land with Apple iTunes, with Spotify, with Pandora, with Google, with podcasts. Is that what you said you do? Podbean. Podbean. And you can even tell Alexa. You can say, hey, Alexa, play Real Talk Christian Podcast. I would have laughed if your Alexa would have started playing. It's I have Google right now. Oh. I have Googles. I'm switching. I'm switching well, to Alexa, hey, but I have Google. Alexa. We'll say it real loud so there's starts. <laughs> Alexa, start playing Real Talk Christian Podcast. That's all you got to do and you're in. But either way. Alexa, set a reminder. <laughs> there you go. Every Thursday, we drop it at like 630 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. But either way, for those of you guys in podcast land and YouTube land, we are very thankful. Thank for you. you guys. And speaking of, we have another review to read. What? We have another one. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Well, this one comes from JS2020. And I'm a little upset Wait about a this second. one. Wait a second. What? JS2020. Uh-huh. Didn't they win the Net Gator? Did? I'm pretty sure JS2020. And the Holiday and the holiday Rose And coffee. the Holiday Rose Cup. JS. You rocking it. You rocking, rocking it, it bro. bro. But either way, I'm a little upset about this one. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> I have been listening to, oh, by, by the way, thank you for the five star. The one star person, you still need to go fix yourself. But I've been go listening to this. <laughs> I've been listening to this podcast almost since it started, which I want to know how you found out about us. And I am always, uh, always appreciative of the variety of topics, even though I do not always agree with the outcome of the conversation. It is always filtered through a biblical view that is sound. <laughs> wait, that means wait, we're right. No, no, let's 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 read the next part real slow. I will continue to listen to Chris and Fuller yeah. in order wait, wait, to wait, challenge wait, my wait, own wait. thinking. I think people missed that. Go back. I will continue to listen to Chris and Fuller. Bro, they don't even listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> so so do, <laughs> so do you have two personalities? Hey, you know, yeah, split personality. <laughs> when you're as big as a house, they have to have split. There's a front and the back. <laughs> Yes, that was a fat joke on myself. How I'm many okay dimples you got? <laughs> Too many to count. <laughs> <laughs> Your beard covers a lot of them. Let's though. just say I look like a golf ball now. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble by somebody. But either way, oh, thank man. you for listening Sorry to Chris that. and Fuller. I, Thanks, we know JS. what you mean, bro. Mark and Fuller. We he, know. We in, know. In all fairness, all right, he did call and leave a voicemail and said, look, I realized after I hit the send button that I got the names wrong. He said, I, oh, I, he did? I recognize that. I That's all right. So we he, still love you anyway. So and honestly, but you made Folder's Night. It, when I, yeah, it was. When you saw this, you were so happy. Phenomenal. When I saw that this is the review you wanted to read, I was like, yes. <laughs> 2021, yes. Oh, my goodness. 2021 so, yeah. was just redeemed for. Right there. Is it? Is it? I got to ask. For Chris Fuller, is it Christian Fuller? Yes. It is Christian Fuller. Yes. So what happens if you decided to like to be an atheist and your name's Christian? I'm an atheist. Your name? What's your name, Christian Fuller? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just whatever. Yeah, but yeah, so no. Christian Fuller is your full name. That is my full name. Maybe we should start calling you Christian. I don't care. Instead of saying Mark and Fuller, it's Mark and Christian. Call me anything but late for dinner. Oh jeez. Okay, boomer. That uh, joke. Talking about the guy. I gotta get to bed. I gotta get to bed. It's getting late. It's it's eight forty nine. Oh, it's late. Goodness. But either way, JS twenty twenty. Thank you for that review. Hey, you can leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and also on Facebook. 
believe it or not. You can leave reviews there. Can. You can't leave reviews on Spotify, but you can share it with your peoples and let them know that you are and listening. You can always reach out to us too. Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com yep. or on any social media outlet of your choosing. And 574. Oh, shoot. 400. 5352. There you go. There you go. But either way. Anyways, let's dive into this, bro. You ready the for The bubbly this? is like messing up with my throat. That's not bubbly. That's LaCroix. That's LaCroix. That's my bad. Nasty. My bad. My bad. But either way, we are asking the questions tonight. Does God choose us or do we choose God? And and mainly what this conversation is about is re- regarding salvation. So and, wait, wait. Is it, okay. What part of theology is this? I feel like there's a term for this. Uh, soteriology. Okay, but there's a certain term that John Calvin used for this. What's it called? Calvinism? Tulip? Man, you're... <laughs> Predestination. Pre- pre- thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, you didn't come up with tulip. That was later. But... T- tulip. Tulip. Um, no, but so so this all revolves around the idea of before the foundation of the world or immediately after the fall, somewhere in there, people have different beliefs, is does God choose those who are saved? Or predestined. Or, in other words, yeah, does God pick and choose who he wants saved? Or... Does man have the ability in and of himself mm. to follow after God? Mm. And this has been an argument in the church for the last four, almost four hundred years, five hundred years. John Calvin. That's true. That's true. So it's, it's been an argument. Well, um, uh, I, I always say Jacobus, but it's, I think I think it's uh, I forgot how to pronounce it. Jacobus. I think it's Jacobus, Jacobus Arminius. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, he was you know almost sixteen hundred. So e- either way. It's been it's been an argument in the church for at least four hundred, if not five hundred years, right. of what exactly, how do we follow after God? And some people might think, oh, it's not a big deal as long as you follow after Jesus. But this has actually divided the church. In fact, the biggest divide in the church is the Catholics and the Protestants. That's a very big argument between. Thanks those a two. lot, Luther. Well, he's the reason. Well, I mean, he Sorry. he's one of the people where it's like, no, it's by grace through faith. Like he, he is part the of that true separation of justification. So, yep. So either way, so the question is, is do we choose God or mm. does God choose us? And this does have big ramifications for how you view God and God's sovereignty and God's right. plan and, and, and how all the world works. And I know some people out there are probably thinking, does it really matter as long as people come to know Jesus? And the answer is, well, I mean, yes. In the scheme of things, yes. yes. I, I mean, some, some, sometimes some no, but at the same time, yes. You need to understand you need to understand apologetics and uh, some form of systematic theology because you have to be able to defend your your beliefs at some point. Yep. Um, when you're out preaching the gospel, you got to know what you believe. So uh, I think it's real important. To, yeah, definitely. And so I want to at least set this bar right here, right now. This is not a full-fledged Calvinist versus Arminian belief. Oh, well, that had been like a six-hour conversation. Exactly. So this is one little facet of it, the big facet. However... This is we've we've used these terms in the past, so I think it'd be very good for people to understand what these terms are, because how you understand this is actually how you view sanctification, how you view holiness, how you view uh, how how you view salvation and God's sovereignty and all these different pieces. Mm-hmm. So wait a second, hang on. Okay, what side of the fence do you lie on? First of all, we're going to find out afterwards. Well, the reason why I was going to say that is I will I will play the opposing devil's advocate to whichever side. You'll you'll see what side I'm on at the end. Okay. I'm waiting. I'll I'll sit patiently. Go ahead. Yeah, anyway. So so I figured this would be the 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 best way to at least start the conversation. Just give a very quick overview of yeah. the two different positions. Definitely. And because even though people might not know the terms, everything that a church believes actually centers around 
one or the other or a mixture correct. of both. Correct. Yep. So so I'll start with Calvinism because it's always Calvinism versus Arminian. So we'll just start with Calvin. Um, so That's not alphabetical order. It's not, but it's okay. It's <laughs> your order. So it's now, this was actually, this system was not instituted by Calvin, actually, fun fact. Because Calvin wrote his his works, um, his big his big works, which I have. Um, and then Arminian, uh, uh, Jacobus, Jacobus, whatever. Um I've always heard of Jacobus. So. Okay, well, just Arminius. Well, just Arminius. He wrote his stuff as counterpoints to what Calvin said, and then a later like gathering of church council, like pastors and bishops and whatnot, looked at both the arguments and basically said um, Arminianism does not hold enough credit to biblical scriptures. Right. And they said, okay, so instead of this, here's the five things that we believe, and these were just happened to be from the Institutes of John Calvin, which is now put into they the kind of cheated of Tulip. They kind of cheated. Right. So Calvin did not create Tulip. No. In fact, fun fact, predestination was the last thing he ever wrote on. It was very small. So kind yeah, of fun. I mean, yeah. So l- let me just Go ahead. Go ahead. summarize what you kind of yeah, just said. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so Calvin, John Calvin wrote something. Yep. He wrote something called the Institutes, which basically are just the basic beliefs of Christianity. So it's it's basically apologetics. Right. And it was a teacher. His, it was a teacher for his students. Yeah, it's his form of apologetics, yep. which is teachings. He wrote a book. Right. <clears throat> and then this guy, uh, Jacobus or Jacobus or Jacobus. Yeah, or Jacobus. Jacobus. There it or, is. Yeah. Uh, Arminius uh, reads John Calvin's writings 100 years later, well, 50 years later, just about, and says, well, this is what I, these are five points I believe. Right. And then... The people that were following John Calvin post death, yes, the church said, "Hey, this is what the Mister Arminius says, mm-hmm. and so this is what we're going to write in rebuttal to what right. he wrote." And this is what's interesting now is the majority of churches out there hold more to the Arminian side, whether mm-hmm. they think so or not, right? Which is kind of interesting. Um, and we'll explain why. But so either way, so these are the basic beliefs of Calvinism. Mm-hmm. Then we'll talk about the basic beliefs of Arminianism. And then which view is correct? Why does it matter? But then we'll look at what the Bible has to say. Because all of our stuff has to come from the Bible. Right. With and, all we believe about right, this. Right. Because okay. we can make up whatever crap we want about God. We but can. we need to let God speak for himself through his word. I agree. So, so let's dive in. All right. So uh, the easiest way to remember Calvinism is called the tulip. T-U-L-I-P. So if you ever see someone with a tulip tattoo, they're probably Calvinist. Um, the T stands for total depravity, which basically means as a result of Adam's fall or mankind's fall, the entire human race is affected. All humanity is dead in trespasses and sin. Man is unable to save himself because he's dead. Right. Total, 100% depravity, you're dead. Yep. Um, the U, unconditional election. Because man is dead, he is unable to initiate a response to God because a dead man can't make themselves alive. Mm-hmm. Therefore, in eternity past, God elected certain people to salvation. Election and predestination are unconditional. They are not based on man's response, which we talked about um, uh, the the grace episode. Um, what was the title of that? Un- unconditional Was it unconditional uh, grace? Undeserved unconditional grace. I don't remember exactly. It was something about... You don't have the list in front of you, do you? Uh, no. Okay. I know I don't. Okay, why don't you keep talking? So, I'll find it. I'll um, find the it. third one is the L, limited atonement. Because God determined that certain ones would be, say, the result of God's unconditional election, he determined that Christ should die for the elect alone. All whom God has elected and for whom Christ died will be saved. In other words, Jesus only died for those people who would be of the elect. In other words, Jesus did not waste any of his blood on sinners. Mm. His blood was not wasted. 
Uh, number four is the I, irresistible grace. To those whom God has elected, he draws to himself through irresistible grace. God makes man willing to come to him. When God calls, man responds and cannot say no. The last one, number five, is perseverance of the saints. The precise ones God has elected and drawn to himself through the Holy Spirit will persevere in faith. None whom God has elected will be lost. They are eternally secure. In other words, if God chose them, then they're locked, like they're locked in. Um, so those are the main five tenets of Calvinism. So if someone says they have a Calvinist or like, like for me, t- technically I fall in, I guess this is part of it. Is I fall more into the reformed camp. I'm not fully reformed. Um, that's more of the beliefs of the reformed church. Mm-hmm. So if you see like, mm-hmm. Oh, you, or if you, if you ever walk into a church, you're trying to find a church and they say, Oh, we believe like we're, we're a reformed church. Those are generally five point Calvinist, mm-hmm. which, uh, John Piper would, would definitely be the modern day five point Calvinist. Yep. Um, then Arminianism, um, and the beliefs, all of these are the, there's nothing cool like a tulip or anything. Um, but they're the exact it's opposite. A, they're it's literally, a, it's they a, are, <laughs> literally it's a knee jerk reaction to all of it. Right. Um, basically. So, uh, well, sem- is, I, I, say, I wouldn't say knee jerk, but just like, this isn't correct. This is what we believe. Semi. Yeah. So, um, cause like number one is, I mean, is partial depravity, it's partial, not so total it's not, depravity. Yeah, it's, it's not, not total and it's not not right. depravity. So it's right. It's just in response to. Right. So partial depravity, what you would think of is human, humanity is depraved, but still able to seek God. We are fallen and tainted by sin, but not to the extent that we cannot choose to come to God and accept salvation with the help of prevent grace from God. Uh, prevent grace, sorry. Um, given such grace, human will is free. It has the power to yield to the influence of the spirit. And this is a note. Many Arminians reject partial depravity and hold a view very close to Calvinistic total depravity today. So the original view was no, 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 no. Like, and this is actually a Catholic view mm-hmm. right now is the fact of don't you just got to do these certain things. Like kind of like you're not dead. You're more like sick. Like right. you just need to be healed. And, and you have the ability to walk into the presence of God. And typically they get that from the, where Jesus talks about, like, I did not come to, to save the well, but the sick or something mm-hmm. like the heal the well or the sick. That's yep. where they get that from. Yep. Typically. And so a lot of, even nowadays, Armenians will say, no, we still are dead in our trespasses and sin, but mm-hmm. because of God's grace, we have the ability to go to him. Right. Um, the other one is conditional election where God quote unquote chooses those who he knows will choose to believe. No one is predetermined for either heaven or hell. So in other words, the fact that God was able to, in his sovereignty, look into the future and go, okay, which ones are going to follow me? Okay, those are the chosen elect. Mm-hmm. Or God predestined the church, but who makes up the church? Those who decide to follow mm-hmm. Jesus. So the church was the elect, not the individuals in the elect. That's another version. Um, the other one is unlimited atonement. Whereas limited atonement was Jesus' blood was not wasted on sinners. Unlimited atonement is Jesus' blood covers every person who has ever lived, ever has lived, ever will live. And because God loves the whole world, John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is resistible grace, where God's call, um, God's call to be saved can be resisted or rejected. We can resist God's pull towards salvation if we decide to choose so. Which is ties right in with number two, the conditional life. Correct, correct, correct. Yep, is um, God calls. But eh, you ain't got to choose if you don't want to. And the last one is conditional salvation. In other words, Christians can lose their salvation if they actively reject God's Spirit's influence in their life. Kind of like the whole idea where Jesus says, if you reject me bef- like before people, I'll reject you before the Father. Mm-hmm. He told his disciples that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And no, now this is actually kind of interesting. Many Armenians, quote unquote, deny conditional salvation, but instead hold to eternal security. In other words, the fact of, can you lose your salvation? Well, you can choose to walk away, but you don't need to be in fear of, oh crap, like I stole a cookie, so I'm going to go to hell now. It's more the fact of, like those people who 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 were pastors, um, like Joshua Harris, for example, they would say, no, he chose to walk away. So therefore, if he dies before he comes back, yes, he will spend eternity in hell because mm-hmm. he chose to follow God, but then he chose to walk away from it. Um, so those are the basic five tenets. So basically, they're, they're kind of arguments. So you got the total depravity versus partial, unconditional versus conditional, which is how God chooses. You know, did God waste any of his blood? Or did Jesus waste any of his blood? Or does his blood cover every person, whether they choose him or not? Irresistible grace is, can you actually say yes or no to God? And then the perseverance of the saints, which is, can someone walk away from the faith and lose their salvation? Or is right. it once saved, only saved? Which right. is a classic Baptist tenet of once saved, always saved. So here's the question then, and this is what has been an argument for a very long time, is which one of these views is correct and why does it matter? So which position are you going to take? We've got to read the Mark. scripture first before I tell you my position. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm like ready to go. You are ready to go. On either way. <laughs> well, exactly. So, and, and this is the thing is the fact of, does the Bible talk about both of these? And the answer is, well, yeah, it, it actually does. But what's the context of it? <laughs> and that's the question. So I have Bible verses for Calvinism and I got Bible verses for Arminianism. Let's go. So do, do, should we just jump in? Just because I don't know maybe the one talking for the whole 40 minutes. I mean, I'm good with that. I talked a lot for the last, for the last one. That's true. That's week. true. I'll save that passage for later. But um, how about we do this? Let's just read the scriptures and then we'll talk about it. Sounds good. Okay. Let's so try. let's do the the, the Calvinism. We're just going to keep right, going back go and forth. Yeah. These are the Bible verses and, and there's many more, but I felt like we couldn't read every single <laughs> verse that was listed out. So if you want to know more, read the Bible. <laughs> That's pretty much. So um, for both parties. Right. Um, so John six sixty five says, no one, this is Jesus talking, is no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you can't come to me unless God tells you you are allowed to come to me. Right. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty seven says, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, anyone whom the Son will reveal to him. In other words, you can't follow God unless it's been revealed to you. Um, and again, people make those ones go both ways. Um, but these are some of the big ones is Ephesians one verses three through 12. We got a big old passage here. I'm going to get my, 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 my preacher voice on. Um, it says, blessed is the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless in him or in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he poorly, that, that he richly poured out onto all of us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both in heaven and things on the earth in him. In him, we have also received the inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement within the purpose of his will, so that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. 
<laughs> there was a lot of predestined in there. And so the how, how do we how do we how do we <laughs> deal with that? And the Armenians mm. believe they have some 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 pushback. Oh, I already know what you uh, believe now. Just Romans three ten. I'm an I'm an onion. I got layers. <laughs> so Romans you think? Th- <laughs> thank you for catching that reference. If you don't know, go watch Shrek. Anyway, so, side note: Shrek was almost PG thirteen. I know it was. Anyways, move on. Anyway, Romans 3. Romans 3, 10 through 11. We're speeding through this. There is no one who is righteous. No, not one. No one understands and no one seeks for God. Hmm. Romans 8, 28 through 30. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters or uh, King Jimmy is brethren. Brethren. And those he predestined, he also called. Those who he called, he justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Last one for this one. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Classic. For you have been saved by grace through faith, and this is not for yourselves. It is a gift of God, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Mm. So in those verses, what do you think, my bud? What do you think? I said I wasn't saying my, my man, but then my bro, my bud all kind of came out. My, my bud. My, my, my bud. My, my bud. My, my bud. I think that that the time to bread nice. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Oh, my good. Office. Oh, no. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. What's my brain? <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I could, I could see that point of view, but I want to I hear the Arminius side. All right. Let's dive into that, and then we'll get into the conversation. Right, because I, I I held the passage back. I held your favorite one back. I'm I'm waiting to, so, to I'm waiting to hear which side you're going to defend. And then okay, I'm going to attack it. With okay, the other so side. we got to get through so we can fight. Okay, so <laughs> passages pause. for Arminianism. Pause. Um, Genesis three, the whole chapter. You see the choice of free will in the garden with Adam and Eve choosing sin. Mm. So even though they were walking with God, God gave them the free will to either follow Him or walk away. Um, the Old Testament is actually full of passages. So Isaiah 65, 12 says, um, why is there an E after I destined? Apparently this is some weird King Jimmy stuff. Um, I will destine you for the sword and all of you will bow down to the slaughter because I called, but you did not answer. I spoke, but you did not hear. And you did evil in my sight and chose that in which I did not delight. I mean, so that's, that's Isaiah, I mean, as the prophet speaking to the Israelites with God. Like, that could probably, kind of so, be in both camps, though, because he said, I will destine you. <laughs> well, so it's kind of both camps, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yep. so uh, Proverbs one twenty four says, I called and you refused. I stretched up my hand and no one paid attention. Ooh. Another one. Jeremiah 18.8. Again, this is all Old Testament. If that nation I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disasters that I had planned. In other words, you can choose to come back. Mm. Uh, Psalms 81, 11 through 14 says, My people did not listen to my voice, and Israel did not obey me. So I gave them over to their stubbornness of their heart to walk in their own devices. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Uh, it's a longer one. Just back to Jeremiah, the, the dude who cooked his food over his poop. Well, it wasn't his poop. God permitted him to do it over 
Someone else's poop? No, animal feces. But I feel like that's not that's probably it's, still it's not, not sanitary. It's, it's not still not sanitary. Bad. Well, hey, seller, you got any poop for us, bro? It was very representative of what they were about to go through. It was still nasty. Uh, so Jeremiah seven twenty three twenty six says this: This is what I commanded them, saying, "Obey my voice, and I'll be your God, and you will be my people, and you will walk in all the ways which I commanded you, that it may be well with you." Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsels and in their own stubbornness of their evil hearts, and went backwards and not forwards. Since the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt until this day, I have sent you all my servants and the prophets daily rising early and sending them. Yet they didn't listen to me or incline their ear, but they stiffened their necks. They did more evil than their fathers. And then Jeremiah 7, uh, it continues and it says, the larger context shows that God gave them a choice to obey and be forgiven, but they refused to do such. When you read that whole Jeremiah 7, this whole chapter. Last one in the Old Testament, Hosea 11, 1 through 2 says, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. But the more I called Israel, the further they went for me. They sacrificed to the Baals, and they burnt incense to the images. So that's Old Testament. We'll go into the New Testament now. But you see, a lot of Old Testament is God's like, I called, but y'all didn't listen. I told you I'd do something, and y'all just didn't do it. So is that resistible grace? John 1, this is now, we're, we're getting to the Johns. He, uh, John 1, 12 to 13 says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become the children of God who are born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So all those who did receive Jesus and actively believed on his name, then they became the sons of God. So it looks like you got to believe first before you can be a son. Oh boy. John 3, 14 through 18, which John 3, 16 is right in the middle of it, but it says, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man, Jesus, must be lifted up on the cross Mm -hmm. so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Not just some people, but everyone. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God, wait, 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 wait. Do I have to sing that in the King Jimmy? You just said it in the King James. I did? Oh, my yeah, bad. because it says, so that everyone who believes, you said, and everyone that believes in him. Sorry. And whosoever <laughs> believes, <laughs> that's the King Jimmy. But he's going, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. Then 2 Peter 3, 9, the last one, it says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you. Here's the kicker for this one. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So the Arminian will say is if God wants everyone to come to repentance, how can he also pick and choose who he wants to be saved? Oh, boy. So you got these two battlegrounds over here. A lot mm-hmm. of people look at who are Calvinists. And it's like, oh, the Arminians, they're heretics. They don't know anything that's going on. The Arminians will be like, you have no compassion. Like, literally, you think God decides who gets to go to heaven and who goes to hell? Like, you jerks. Like, where's the compassion and the grace and the love and the, let's be honest, the joy in deciding to follow after Jesus? So you have these two counterpoints. <laughs> and at the end of the day, people, do we choose to follow God or do does God choose us to follow him? All right, so what do we do? Which which one are you taking? Um, do I have to choose one? Just cho- choose a side, and then we're going to ask each um, other these questions. Okay, I can defend so, Calvinism a so, little bit. So if you ch- take Calvinism, I'll okay. ask you the Calvinism questions, and if you take Armenian, I'll ask you the Armenian. Oh, questions. the problems to consider. Okay, I'll defend Calvinism. All right, <clears throat> I will attempt to do Armenianism. I used to believe 
in that, but oh, I, really? I don't anymore. Hmm. So, so, so you, so you know that one pretty good then. I, I semi know the arguments behind it. I grew up Baptist and Baptists say, we don't believe anything but the Bible. All right. So I'm so. going to, I'm going to ask you a question. You ask me a question. Okay. Okay. So you're okay. going to, you're going to read to me from the, yep. The yep. Armenian. I made, I made a list of problems for each party and these are scary ones. So, man. so that way we can, I want to be involved too. Just a little bit. <laughs> let me, let me in on the podcast. Pastor Mark has to take his hat off. All right. All right, I'm ready. So, Pastor Mark. Oh, shoot. You like that, don't you? Mm, it's been a while. If God chooses people, what does that mean? God chooses to send people to hell? So, here's how I've always answered is the fact of God does not send anyone to hell, but we have chosen on our own merit to go to hell. But ain't that Arminianism? From a worldly perspective, yes. But in Romans 9, it says, I mean, it talks about Israel. I, I called them out and did all these different things, which we didn't, we didn't read that passage. Right. But that but it says that. Then I get to choose. But then it also says is, well, who are we to question God? So from the human perspective, does it look like we choose to follow God? Yeah. But from God's perspective, no. It's in his grace that he predestined us to follow him. So, and this is, and this is where I actually, this is where I struggle because I can't defend this one fully is, Did generations have to be put into hell because of one man's sin with Adam? Because we, we see in Romans <laughs> where easy. in Adam all have died, but in Christ all are made alive. This is easy. Easy, 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 easy. Abraham. Uh, uh, Did uh, God create a nation before Abraham? Uh, no. No, because he made a covenant with that. Well, so how was Abraham righteous? Because he... How was Noah righteous? Because he followed the ways of Yahweh. Because he recognized who God was and believed in God. Mm -hmm. So the believing in God, right, and following and serving one God, monotheism. Right. Everybody that ever was monotheistic, if you don't know what that means, it means you believe in one God. Monotheistic. Every single person that was monotheistic was considered righteous, even to the point with David. David, a man after my own heart, righteous in the sight of God. Why? Look at kings on either side of him. King Saul, King Solomon. Both polytheistic, believed in many gods, worshipped many gods. I mean, I think Solomon came back to his wits. Um, It doesn't, no, not really, because by the end of his life, he was not, uh, he was dumb. He, was, he let too many of his wives bring idols in, and he worshipped the idols. Moral of the story. Anyways, don't plug him as aren't the way to go nope i love you brown family if you're listening <laughs> oh my goodness Sorry. but but no but so then here's so, my question for you then wait is, wait oh <laughs> I, just, I, was, I was gonna say I was what about allah? i was okay. gonna say what about allah though because because muslims believe in one poly it, mm. people think that it's the same god mm -mm. no no the one true god well now you're saying true instead of just one because allah one is true. one okay yeah you're right allah is one of many allah is the encompassing of gods together from my understanding of maybe I need to study a little bit more the Muslim faith, but, but either way, so, but, but you it's know, all, they believe all gods are Allah. And, and this is where I've always been from the Calvinist side is from our point of view, how we see things. Cause we only see, it's like, Oh shoot, I'm about to do this. It's like looking at this pen. I, Eli Smith, if you're watching, this is your favorite illustration. He still uses it. To are you going to use my illustration? The pen, you see the different angles of the pen? No. Okay. no. So you had this pen, right? Yep. What do you see on this pen? A tip and a casing. Okay. So, but, but I see a clip. You're a liar. I see a clip <laughs> and I see a tip and I also see a butt. You don't see the butt? Why are you looking at my butt? 
because it got dimples. No, but so, but <laughs> seriously, no but, but but am I wrong or are you right? Or are you right and I'm wrong? Your and the answer is it's from our different perspectives. So you're we're both correct. correct. So you're saying always lead to God? Nope. I'm saying in terms of this different perspective. I'm saying See, but I'm, in this idea, right? It's hard, <laughs> but in this idea, but say from my human perspective, it's the fact of. We, yes, we follow after God, but from God's perspective, like, no, I called you, I chose you, I, I pulled you out. So in reality, but now as Christians, we need to have the humility of, holy crap, I don't deserve this at all. So here's here's the illustration I make. I'm going gonna, I'm okay. gonna to jump in and help you. Oh, thank you. Help help clarify exactly what you're saying. This is, this is the, and I will say, this is a question that I have a very hard time answering. So you make this I'm pen. I'm also not a full-fledged five-point Calvinist either. You make this pen. Okay. I can do whatever I want with it if I make it. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. This pen has no say. If you want to throw it away, you throw it away. Because it's your creation. Mm. You put the time into it. Now, I know that sounds a little harsh, but that's a sovereign God right, right. there. But then the question is, do people... And, and this is why some people don't believe in eternal punishment. They believe in annihilationism, where you get yeah, sent to hell to, to suffer, but then you just stop. You right. just don't exist anymore. Which because is, why would a God create something that will never deserve... That never will follow him in order to suffer for forever? That doesn't seem righteous. Why do we create computer programs that we delete or files that we delete? But again, that's just, it doesn't suffer. It's just kind of, boop, it's gone. Well, just, yeah, yes, it's a I, simplified version of what you're saying. Right, like yes, I throw I, something in the trash can, it doesn't suffer. It's just gone. Or does it? Computers don't have feelings. What if you take your dog to the, what if you take celery to the pound? Sorry, bro. You're going to go get, well, actually, you already I mean, He might suffer. Right. I mean, with but us, then he's it's just gonna, done. Right. But then he's well, just done. And that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's our that's, human mind. That's a not, different conversation for a different but that's day. Our, that's our human minds not understanding a sovereign God. Right. Because we don't understand him doesn't make him any less sovereign. Mm. That's the thing. But that's does it key. make him a mean, bitter, ugly God? Who sets the standards? The creator should. <laughs> then it doesn't matter. What he says is holy is holy. If he says, I'm going to destroy these people, then he has all right to do that. I, I always say it's like a backpack. Remember my backpack illustration? Oh, it's been a while. It's been several episodes. Right, because you had the backpack that was sitting over there on the chair. Right. So you got several backpacks right. that are lying on the ground. Okay. And Jesus comes up and decides which backpack he wants to put on and wear. Mm-hmm. Backpacks get no say in it. They just, they just go. And what happens to the backpacks afterwards? Well, they sit there and rot away for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they weren't chosen to be the backpack to carry the textbooks. That's the illustration. I mean, it's very simplified illustration. And yes, any illustration that we give, there can be hundreds of thousands of questions of, whoa, what about this? What right. about this? And that's the thing. But, and I mean, I'll ask you an Armenian question here in a second, but I know this is a, a, a point of contention right. where an Armenian would say is, no, if you had every right to choose God, well, then of course you deserve. If, if you deserve to walk away from the right. gift, well, of course you deserve to sit there and rot. Right. Whereas the Calvinist will say is, um, no, we're all destined to go there out of God's grace I don't know why he chooses, few. but he chose because many are called, for, but few are chosen for his purpose. Many are called, but few are chosen for his purposes. Right. So and it's and a hard pill to swallow for that. And that's what we have to realize is that the reason why we are here is because of God. And so we have no say into much of anything else. Right. Well, Hey, so, we got to keep going on these questions. Anyways, yeah, sorry. Go. So here you go. If we can choose to follow God kind of argument, does that mean we can choose to walk away from God? Yes, but then how do we handle the the point where the fact of who me? Because Jesus says, you know, who? Because Jesus said, literally, everyone you have given to me, I have not lost. Well, see, but here's the thing: he was speaking about the disciples during the Lord's prayer, right? And so, speaking about the disciples, he had not lost one because Judas, though he had 
quote unquote chosen. He knew he was chosen and and well, I can't say that. But it actually Dang. says Judas. But it says I can't say that because that's a Calvinist point, right? Exactly <laughs> because <laughs> Judas says he was the son of perdition. Well, like see, he was but, but created because, to because Judas decided and chose that he was not going to follow. Then he he wasn't um, he wasn't really God's because you know. Um, you're only really gods if you if you finish the race well, like Paul would say. You have to run the race and finish well. So can you ever get to a point where, and this is the Wesleyan like holiness factor, is in this life, can you ever reach perfection? Because if you're running the race, it's a, it's a long, exhausting race. Like for me as a Calvinist, I would say, well, I have the hope. I can look at everyone that all these people are done. I'm going to run my race well because God set me on that course. Rather than oh shoot, what happens if I trip and fall? So well, that's you know? the thing. It's it's not just the falling. It's if you fall, you can pick yourself back up. It's if you stay down. It's like an escalator. Let me give you the illustration of an escalator. Okay. I'm walking up a, a down escalator. I'm walking up a down escalator. Right. If There's I a stop, lot of reason. You're just gonna if get I stop my walk, I go backwards. Right. It's called backsliding. So that's that's what it is. But if I trip and fall, if I get back up and keep going, I don't lose much ground. But if I trip and fall and stay down, then I go all the way to the bottom. Right. So there's my defense of it. But does that then create a work-based salvation? So because not, if you decide to stop, that means you've earned it in the first place. Not really. Not really. No, because salvation is a gift, but it's a. By free the way, gift. we're really not arguing with each other. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to argue the point. Yep. Of things that people may hear in this argument, but uh, no. But really, the the point is is uh, it's not earned. It's like getting a gift. You can give the gift back, saying, "Hey, I don't want this gift." And that's what it is. It's not a work base. It's whether you decide to accept the gift and keep the gift. But you can lose the gift. Okay. You can give the gift away by sinning. Are you going to gonna respond? Or are you going to just play on your tablet, son? I was looking something okay. up. I was looking right. verse up. Are you good with that? You didn't even hear me. So I'm moving I, on. I, I, I won that but argument. But the biggest one, though, but this is the thing <laughs> with the Armenia is, is the fact of can you choose to walk away is does that create a merit-based salvation because what if what, because what if let's say you're trying to follow god you're doing the best you can but it ain't good enough but it is good enough as long as you're trying as long as you're fighting the sin it's good enough right but if salvation is by grace paul said i do the things i don't want to do and the things i don't want to do i do so i mean you know there so you does go. that mean paul's not a christian no paul's struggling it's it's all about the struggle it's when you stop with the struggle that's when you lose your salvation right because i'm just thinking if grace if salvation was by grace because we read all these passages is the fact of you know, you were predestined, you right. were predestined, you were predestined. But, but you're not hearing me. What I'm saying is as long as you're fighting the fight, you're okay. But if you stop fighting the fight, that's when you backslide. And it's, you can find it's yourself. Like, but then, it's you, like a but candy then trail. There, but then is there a line? Where it's, if you, if it's like you, a candy trail. Satan doesn't try to get you on big steps. He just puts you off and leads you astray, and you fall astray. And then you're, next thing you know, you're in the, the pit of damnation. And, you know, you can you can ask God to help pull you out and your brothers and sisters, but if you don't, then then you just go to hell. Your your name's not in the book of life because you have to make a calling an election. Sure. Okay. Well, hey, give me another question. I think it's my <laughs> turn to do a question. Dang, this is hard. It <laughs> is. It is. Okay. What happens if someone is in the church, follows Jesus, and then walks away? Oh wait, we kind of already. Well, but but the Calvinist not. side is the fact of so the Bible the says comments. they tasted the heavenly gift, they saw the miracles, they witnessed this, but they were never part. Mm, okay. But I also have another well, passage with that to talk about later. But at the end of the day, the fact of if someone was a part of the elect, like, like again, Joshua Harris, Marty Sampson, these people who were pastors in their church mm -hmm. teaching about Jesus, and they're like, eh, I'm done. Now, truly, God only knows the person's heart, 
And we don't know where they are in their journey. We don't know if they're just having like deconstruction moments and they're trying to figure this out in their heads or if they literally were just going with the American Christianity. Okay, but um, they claim to be Christians. So Mm -hmm. if that's the case, then it doesn't really matter. As long as you say, hey, I believe in Jesus, you're good, right? You're, You're good to go. That's all you got to do. That's I mean, and that's what the Bible says. Whoever calls 90, upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Ninety-five percent confess of, with your mouth and believe in your heart, yeah, sure. Lord Jesus. So ninety-five percent of Christians are are true Christians, right? So these people who say that they do believe that, but then don't live like it, yeah, does that mean they're? It, it goes back well, to James. But what like about your the faith? What about the fruit? It talks about that these people will show fruit, in the right? Fruit and, a, and a dead fruit can't produce good right. fruit. The, the parable of the fig tree, right? So, so people can lose their salvation. Or they were just never, they were dead trees to begin with. But he said, anybody that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. But is that just the common grace? Because we're all made in God's image. So we, since we're all made in God's image, we don't follow God, but we, like, we, we have an innate desire to love our neighbor. Right. But so if I call on the name of the Lord, I'm saved, right? Yeah. Okay. So if I do that, but then what happens if I don't? If your fruit, if your fruit doesn't match what you said, yeah, I'd question what you said, and if your heart really believed what you said. Well, I I believe my heart believes it. I believe in my uh, heart. Yeah, I got it. I'm just like snap. But again, and this would be as a fact of if you marry Janiel, but you're walking around sleeping around with everybody that is walking. Do you really love Janiel? You can say you do, but do you? Well, because part I of did, love is I did also when saying I no said to I, others. I did when I said I do, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I made just a few mistakes now. So does that mean I lose my salvation? Or I wasn't a part of God. I mean, it's like being—I'm still her husband, even though I'm doing this, right? Well, not for long. <laughs> <laughs> That's good point, bro. Good point, bro. Okay, okay. I'm only so good because good I, point. I believed on both sides. That's a good point. All right, so here's here's my question then: Is right, how do you handle your dead and your trespasses and sin passages? Do you just throw those away? Um, because you know the Arminian says is so. Here's the thing: This is why you know really you have to. Um, you're re- tainted by you sin. have to. You have to daily choose who you're going to serve. This is done, and when we sin, we have to we have to repent of our sins because if we don't do it daily and walk daily with God, that we have these sins, and if we are happen to die, this is why we have to make our calling and election sure. Because if if we died and we had just sinned any type of sin, then I don't. Uh, you know, we may not be saved. But the Bible says no one seeks God, Romans 3. Well, yeah. No but, one seeks but God. See, so how could you just decide to seek God? Because he, he gave me the gift, and he opened my eyes to see the gift he was given, so, so I God took it. So God predestined you to have that gift? Did he give you the grace and chose you to be one of the ones that would well, open John your eyes? Well, John 3.16, he gave it to everybody. Right. So everybody's got the gift. He just he put things in my path to see, let me see that it was there. And so then I chose it. Right. Okay, but think about it this way. All right. You got a bowl of cookies. I, I put a bowl of cookies in front of you. You don't have to take a cookie, but you can take one if you want. Yeah. Well, what if I made a cookie that I knew you weren't going to take? Well, I'm a fat kid, so I'm going to choose the cookie. What if I made a kid that I knew Elliot? <laughs> but see, <laughs> Elliot's a kid and Elliot knows that that's a good cookie. That's a cookie. Right? He won't eat he, certain cookies. He, 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 he heard about that cookie. He won't, he won't eat, eat no meal raisin. He, he heard about that chocolate chip cookie though and how it's dope. And so he's going to go eat that cookie. Right. But what if it, I intentionally made one that he would not like? Right. But it's like good news, right? It's like it's like uh, the the paralytic man. You know, he went around telling people, hey, look, this guy healed me. He healed so me. then what happened? More people that were sick came and said, hey, heal me too. Like, that's what happened. That's good news. You know, that's why they call it good news. Because so when I heard about the good news, I was like, man, that looks like a good cookie. So I'm going to go take the cookie. 
So you're going to go date the cookie. But <laughs> <laughs> so we just compared Jesus's miracles to a cookie. But oh, this is hard. But at the end of the day, but the Bible says is you can't like your eyes are blind until the Holy Spirit illuminates your eyes and opens it to show you the way to the Father. So by you choosing to follow God, didn't God decide, hey, I'm going to take the blinders off your eyes so you can see me. And what about that person who's blinders? Yeah, but I still have to call on the name of the Lord, so it's still me choosing. So for you, you would say God might open your eyes, but then you have to say yes or no? He's, He's saying, he's grabbing the glasses and saying, do you want me to pull these off? And I have to say yes or no. But does he do that to everybody? Because it says, well, it says in John three sixteen that he loved the world, gave his son. So whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Right. That's true. Uh, so and that's it. But then there's also the verse in uh, Matthew twenty two fourteen where it says, for many are called, but few are chosen. So it doesn't say all are called. It just says many are called. Right. But it also says in second Peter three, nine, that the Lord is not slowed in keeping his promises. And as some understand slowness, instead he is patient with you, not wanting anything to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Y'all seeing the problem with having one point of view? <laughs> Y'all see the problem so far? You're going to find any way you can. Well, this is, see, here's the thing. If you really believe something and you present with the truth, unless you're looking for the truth, you're just going to keep believing a lie. I mean, you've made a lot of good points. You have, but I don't I, feel not, like it, but I'm not, I'm not hearing it. And so I'm just rebuttaling everything you're saying. Right. And, and same and thing the, for the other way. And, right. and now I do have to say that the Calvinist d- does have to answer the question of if God chose people to go, why, why is there evangelism? And then at the other token, um, how can there be human responsibility of suffering and hell because of you chose not to follow Jesus since your name is written on the book of life. Cause you haven't chosen to follow me. It's like, yo, you didn't let me. So we have you know? to we have to bring it all back in and back into the series yep. and the conversation. Yep. We all have to realize that from the beginning, God has been in control, and not the God we put in a box. Mm, here we go. This God, is this is where I view too. Yep. God knows all, is all, sees all, mm-hmm. knows the beginning from the end controls. He's the Alpha and Omega, right. the beginning, but I, controls I for that. the beginning. To the end because it's the bible says he is sovereign we see in genesis 1 that god creates time god creates time and space and the world and everything in it well if i create this pen i can't live in this pen no i live outside of this pen right and so unless somehow you create a way to go into like a pen. house i can create a way in a door and i can enter in and come back out as much as i and please. that's what jesus was it was god stepping into his creation Correct. Exactly. And so it's not about, it, it's hard for me to fathom that an all creating, all powerful God would be like, Hey, I'm going to leave this to chance because <laughs> God doesn't do anything by accident. Nope. Everything he does is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he just lives outside of time. And so he knows who's going to choose him and who's not. It's, it's hard to understand and hard to fathom. But if, if you understand the sovereignty of God, the sovereignty of God is that everything works for the good and glory of him. Right. And I, I, I know if people are listening and they're five-point Calvinists, obviously you can tell we're not five-point Calvinists, we're not five-point Arminian. Um, we're, we're Calvinians. 
Kind of. Like, I mean, I can break down which points I believe and which points I don't. I mean, I can defend. I can defend either one. Right. Or I could be. But at the end of the day, the Bible, even, even, you know, Job had all these questions. God didn't answer them. He's just like, who are you? Like, I created this. Right. Same with Paul. Were you there in the beginning? Right. When I created all. And so if, if those who are Calvinists who are listening, I mean, I know Soche's one, and there's I mean, some others that are friends. I'm probably 99% Calvinist. I, I am a Reformed Baptist. I will say that. I am a Reformed I, Baptist. I am. I'm probably, yeah, I probably side way, I, I know I side way more with Calvin. Right. Because at with, the end of the day, I, I mean, see yes. stuff, and it's like, yeah, the, for whom he did for, no, he also did predestined. I'm like, you right. can't argue with those. But this is the ba- this is the main passage, Roman, Romans 9. Boom. Eight. So I got to I got to read this, or or yeah, or uh, uh, Calvinist would shoot me. Right. Um, please don't shoot me. That's not loving your neighbor. Um, it says I speak the truth. You must love your neighbor, anyways, guys. So it says Romans nine. It says I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. That's a bold statement. Oh yeah. Uh, my conscience is testifying to me with the Holy Spirit that I have an intense sorrow and continual anguish in my heart, for I could almost wish to be cursed and cut off from the Messiah for the benefit of my brothers and my own flesh and blood. In other words, the Apostle Paul saying, I would rather me suffer in hell for forever than have anyone in Israel go. This is the pretext to what he's about to say. They are Israelites, and to them belonging the adoption, the glory, the covenants, and given by the law, the temple service, and the promises, the ancestors are theirs. And from them, by physical descent, came the Messiah, who is God over all, praise and forever. Amen. So right there, the Apostle Paul says, I, I'd rather die and suffer than any of them. Right. But they were given the promise. Yep. But, big old but. but, but it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Neither are they all children, because they are Abraham's descendants. On the contrary, your offering will be uh, traced through Isaac. That is, it's not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but the children of the promises are considered to be the offspring. For this is the statement of the promise, that this time I will come, and Sarah will have a son. And not only that, but also Rebecca received a promise that she would become pregnant by one man, our ancestor Isaac. You want to read a funny story? That's a crazy one. Mm-hmm. Um, for though her sons had not yet been born yet or done anything good or bad, so that God's promise according to the elect might stand, not from works, but from the one who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger, Esau and Jacob. As is written, I have loved Jacob, but I had hated Esau. What should we say then? Is there injustice with God? Absolutely not. For he tells Moses, I will show mercy to whom I show mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I show compassion. So then it does not depend on human will or effort, but on God who shows mercy. For scripture tells Pharaoh, I raised you up for this reason, so that I may display my power in you and that my name will be proclaimed in all the earth. Pharaoh was raised to. So is Judas. Let's carry it. Mm -hmm. So then he shows mercy to those he wants to, and he hardens the hearts of those he wants to. You will say to me, mm -hmm, you will say to me, therefore, why then does he still find fall? In other words, why, if, 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 if you show mercy, you want to, or you close people's eyes, why why then is anyone at fault for who can resist God's will? But who are you, a mere man, to talk back to God? Will what is formed say to the one who formed it, why did you make me like this? Or has the potter no right over the clay to make from the sum lump one piece of pottery for honor and another for dishonor? In other words, make a pot that's billions of dollars and make one that's for an ashtray? What? (laughs) And what if God, desiring to display his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience objects of wrath ready for destruction? And what if he did this to make known the riches of his glory on objects on mercy that he prepared beforehand for glory on us, the ones he called, 
not only from the Jew, but also the Gentile. As he says in Hosea, I will not call my people my people, and she who is unloved, my beloved. But, oh, sorry, not but, not but yet. And it will be in the place where they were told, you are not my people. There they will be called the sons of the living God. But is uh, but Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of Israel's sons is like the sand of the sea, only the remnant will be saved. For the Lord will execute his sentence completely and decisively on the earth. You listen to people? We're in verse 29. And just as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have become like Sodom. And when we have been made like Gomorrah, what shall we send then? Say then Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained righteousness, namely the righteousness that comes through faith. But Israel pursuing the law for righteousness has not achieved the righteousness of the law. Why is that? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as though it was by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As written, look, I am putting a stone in Zion to stumble over, a rock to trip over. Yet the one who believes on him will not be put to shame. And then it continues to talk about the Romans 10 passage. And so all this Romans 9 is basically saying, Jesus or God's saying, I'll have through the apostle Paul, I'll have mercy on whom I have mercy. I'll compassion of compassion. I raise people up. I put them down. I do what they want to do. Why? Because you're a lump of clay and, and I do what and I want. Don't question me. However, but then he follows the question of who will go to heaven? Who will go down the abyss? Um, and then it says, whoever believes on Jesus will not be put to shame. There is no distinction, no Jude, no Greek, since the same Lord of all rich to those who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So right here, we flat out see, does God do what he wants to do? Yes. However, anyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. So does God choose us or do we choose God? And I think the answer is, yeah, I still think God chooses us. I told you I, I believe more Calvinist. Right, <laughs> and and that's the thing. So, and, and the reason, my reason behind this is you look in uh, Luke 15, you got the most famous prodigal son. And I'm going to I'm gonna rebuttal you on these, you know, you got, go for you it. You got the lost sheep and the lost coin. In other words, God goes after, and those it's his. It's his possession already. And some people, and I know this is the argument, you're probably going to have to rebuttal on it. It is. They were already his. Yep. They weren't, they weren't nobody's. Correct. Um, but what happened in the prodigal son is the fact that the son came home. So the son chose to came home, whereas the was, lost sheep and the lost coin, they didn't choose to come home. They were grabbed and then not their home. But what did he come home to do? To be the slave the, and the it, servant. I, I, take, I take issue with the title prodigal son. I do. Okay. Because it wasn't really about the prodigal son. That wasn't the main gist of the story. Main gist was the other son who was like, I've been son. here the whole time. Why don't that I, was get the a, purpose why of the I get a banquet? That was the purpose of the parable. And it was Jesus speaking to the Pharisees and the Jews that thought that they were better than those sinners and tax collectors and adulteresses from the red district or whatever, mm -hmm. because they were questioning. They came, if, if, you, they if you read before that, if you read the, the verses before that, it's about the Pharisees asking God, I can't, or basically question Jesus. You're eating with tax collectors. You're eating with this. And then he goes into the, the parable of the prodigal son. So it was speaking to them about that. So it wasn't about the prodigal son, although that does, that, that, does wasn't, have a the, good that wasn't the focus of the story. The focus was, the focus. and the focus, some people even say, well, the focus was on the son. The focus was on the father it, and the father's yes. response to people coming home. Correct. And the, the only rebuttal I've heard so far from this is because, again, I'm with you. Jesus was talking to Israelites who were yep. part of God's family. People will say, well, aren't we all from Adam? Because the Bible says, you know, in Adam all sin, but in Christ all are made alive. Mm -hmm. So are we not all God's children? Not not his children, children, but weren't we all God's at one point? Just not part of the chosen seed of Israel. Because it even says in Romans 9, 
eh, not all from Israel are Israelites. Because right. we're Gentiles. Right, right. Because it, we believe in well, righteousness. It has nothing to do with, with blood. Mm. It has nothing to do with blood at this right. point. Right, because it says we will not worship in, in places anymore and with certain people, but in spirit and in truth. Well, yes, but it's, it's just what you read in Romans 9. It talks about how it doesn't matter who you came from. Mm-hmm. That's not what it's about. It's not who, who your bloodline is through. It's about who God chooses. Mm-hmm. Who God, God didn't, did the Israelites, did Abraham choose God or did God choose Abraham? Well, God chose Abraham to make and establish his people because without God, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have Isaac. People, right? You wouldn't have Jacob. That's what, that's what, that's what Romans 9 exactly. just said, literally said. And, and, right, exactly. So, it's pointing back to God chooses. Mm-hmm. God makes things happen. God is in control of all things. And and so us having a choice, I don't think so. Right. And, I just and, don't. And when I look at the points of Calvinists, I'm, I'm more of a four-point Calvinist. Yeah. Now, because the only one I don't like is limited atonement, where it's like, well, God didn't waste any of his blood on you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, that's, what, that's a logical that's why, argument. That's, that's a logical what, but it's right. but Christ loved the world or but God loved the world that he sent us on the whole but stinking world. Again, I could I could defend that point from a Calvinist point of view of well Well why it, did he waste it if it wasn't if you if you're predestined then it wasn't wasted. Right. Exactly. Because it was spilt for the ones that were predestined. So at the end of the day though, I mean again I agree with you. The fact of how does God choose us or does do we choose God as your starting point? The answer is very obvious. Well, God is the one who decided to open your eyes. Right. God's the one who called. God predestined through his foreknowledge. But how does it all work? I don't I don't think we fully know. Obedience. Because, you that's know, what once that's what it's about. I tell people this is once you tell me you know exactly how God works, oh yeah. You just put God in a box. Yeah. I I don't think we'll ever fully understand it, but by the words that he's giving us, I can tell you along the lines of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's saying exactly what it said. I'm the potter and you're the clay. Right. If I now, want to make from, you an from, ashtray, I'll make you an ashtray. But from our point of view, yeah, you know, you have to confess with your mouth and believe in it's, your heart. It's, so, it's an obedience thing. Right. That's what it's always been about. If you look through all the stuff with Even Israel, the Old Testament, yeah, it's all about obedience. It's all about obedience. It's all about showing obedience. That's all it's about. It's better to obey than to sacrifice. It's better to, to always obey. He's always asking for obedience because mm-hmm. he wants a creation that loves him. And, and this is the one part that I think we need to remember as Christians because it talked about this is the fact of because we're all just a lump of clay to begin with, we don't get bragging rights of, oh, we're of the elect. Right. And you're not. Exactly. So have fun rotting and burning. Yeah, because we like, have no, no choice to do this. As a matter of fact, we don't know who the elect are. So why? that's the whole purpose of going to all the world and preach the gospel, the good news, or whatever. Because how can they hear without a preacher? Well, exactly. You know? well, that's how, what Jesus says. It, it, they, Blessed are those who feet and bring people, the good news. And an Arminius would go, well, yeah, but if you believe that way, couldn't God just make them believe? Well, yeah, he could, but he... Gives us again. It's about obedience of his children. Mm-hmm. It's about he wants he could do it, but he wants the obedience of his followers to go and obey what he said to do. That's what it's about. It's about so. The so let's get some hope. As we, I mean, dang, bro, we crossed the hour mark. Let's let's get oh, some hope. Finish let's, it up. Let's 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 provide some hope. So, um, what would you say to someone who's uh, let's say they're a believer? They have some friends who are not believers. Maybe it's their kids. Maybe it's their best friends. Heck, maybe it's their spouse, their boyfriend, whoever, or their parents. What would you say to them as a word of encouragement that they are part of the elect, but their loved one may not be? Mm. Again, this is one that you could struggle with if you focus in on it. But if you focus in on Christ's commandments, the law of Christ, then this doesn't matter. The law of Christ is to love God and love others. That's your your purpose. Again, we don't know who's elect. Mm-hmm. 
So they could be elect. They couldn't be. We don't know. We have no idea. So what's what are we to do? Give them the gospel and love them. That's our purpose. And so you do those things, I mean, I, I think God's going to bless you. Mm. I think God's going to bless you. Now, can I say for sure that they're going to be saved? No, I can't say that. I can't give you that hope. That'd be false hope. That'd be right. a false gospel. But I can tell you that God always blesses those who obey. And the blessings may not look like you want them to look. It may just be more hope. It may just be a stronger spiritual um, connection with God. That or may a, be the or blessing. a community or something. So it could be something. But uh, it may not be that your loved one gets saved. I, we don't know. But just take sol- solace in the fact that we serve a awesome God, a sovereign God, and he has chosen us. He's chosen us. We should be excited for that. And we should be so excited. We want to share the news that, hey, God's chosen me. He can choose you too. Mm-hmm. That's the gospel message. And it says, you know, what should we say then? Is there injustice with God? No, absolutely not. Right. I mean, it, it flat out says it. What should we say, Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness? Well, no, there's no, there's nothing to brag about because you didn't do crap. Right. <laughs> exactly. At the end of the day, what's the moral of the story? You didn't do crap. Wear a lump of log. <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. an ashtray, bro. And, and and what are we? So you were nothing before God took you and made you into something. He made you into an ambassador. So now what are you going to do? Go preach the word. That's your, that's love your God, job. Love others. You're a, you're a water jug. It's time to carry some water. And whatever's inside of you, when you get bumped, what's going to come out? Yep. Is it hope? Is it grace? Salvation? Peace? Mercy? Love? Or is it a whole bunch of crap? But at the end of the day... If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be sitting here. Nope. It's all God. Time for Fun Facts with Filler. <laughs> well, bro, this was a bit of a whew, heavy conversation. Very heavy. So I feel like we need a little fun fact, release attention, and I don't know this one. I don't know what you got for me, bro. I'm trying so, to decide which one I want to give you. But you got multiple fun facts right now. All right. I'm going to give you a choice. Okay. Do you want to hear about Kit Kat, Pound Cake, Jam, or Flamin' Hot Cheetos? Oh, definitely, definitely Kit Kat. Kit Kat. All yeah. right. Y'all, y'all thought I was going to say Flamin' Hot Cheetos I did. because I did. like Flamin' Hot Cheetos. No, Kit Kat's my favorite candy bar. All right. Let's so, go. Let's go. So Kit Kat. Okay. What's inside a Kit Kat? Um, It's like... The, the little crunchy, like, cracker nougat thing. Yeah, but what's inside What's inside of that? What, what it's, what it's, what's inside a Kit Kat bar? Like, like, what is it made of? Chocolate and the little wafer. Okay, but what's inside of it? The wafer. But what, what, what like, what's inside the wafer? Chocolate? <laughs> I don't know. It's chocolate or wafer. Broken Kit Kats. Right? I break, you break them all the time, you know. That are damaged during production. They get ground up and go between the wafer inside, along with cocoa and sugar. Shut up. That's a way of not letting anything go to waste. So when you eat a Kit Kat, you're, you're actually eating a broken Kit Kat. Exactly. So basically what I'm hearing is, as though Kit Kats were predestined to still be a Kit Kat. Always. Constant <laughs> Kit Kat. So literally, the fact that all the crap that's inside a Kit Kat... Is a Kit Kat. Is a Kit Kat. Is a broken Kit Kat. Every time you up. eat a Kit Kat, you're eating the carcass of a dead Kit Kat. Oh. That's kind of morbid when you think about it. You eat it. the Kit Kat's baby and the Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> you eat Grandpa Kit Kat. And the turds and everything else grounded up in there. Kit Kat's going to sue us now. <laughs> and be like, you're ruining it. <laughs> but how... D- 
Yeah. Okay. So every time you eat a Kit Kat, the inside between the wafers is another Kit Kat. Is another Kit Kat. So you're eating nothing but Kit Kat, man. That's solid. My question is, is what came first, the Kit Kat or the groundings of the Kit Kat? Oh, that is a question because to learn about later. Maybe they made a Kit Kat and it didn't have that originally, but then as they right. broke them, then they ground them. Or, or they did something else and like Hershey's crushed up. Right, or who knows? But either way, only Kit Kat. When you eat a Kit Kat, you're actually eating two Kit Kats. What? <laughs> Bonus. Oh, goodness. Well, hey, guys, it's been a long episode. We hope you are still with us at this point, but it. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. You I know, it's so always too. fun for us to sit here and to just process stuff, man. Think yeah. about it, you know? And this is what the and, beauty of community is all about, you and, know? You don't walk through the Christian life alone. You think about it right. for somebody. And it was great being able to debate two two different viewpoints that, we, I mean... And no one said pause intentionally. No one said pause. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. But hey, guys, if there's any way that seriously we can pray for you, that something's going on that you just love to chat with, we're here to talk with you guys, man. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, um, the website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com for the email, or 574-400-5352. Did I get it? Yeah. Did I miss anything? Yeah. Stop at the store and pick up Ooh, some merch. Ooh, some limited dirt edition winter merch. merch. If you want to see what it looks like, hit up over on YouTube and you can see what it looks like. Or just go buy it. Or just go just go buy it. Just go buy it. Just go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Again, we ain't making profit off this. We, wanna, we just want to make a community out of our stuff. It's literally the cost of, that it costs us to produce and ship it is what you guys are paying That's literally paying. like we don't make anything we make nothing uh it. if you pay in euros i think we make a couple bucks but <laughs> 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 no, you can buy you can buy our merch in europe actually so yeah, there you, you go european people that listen to us y'all up in ireland y'all can buy some merch too but hey guys we love you guys reach out to us but till next time take it easy